wonderful name of Jesus. Thank you for joining us tonight. I'm really excited about the word of the Lord that the Lord has placed on my heart today to share with you. It's from the book of Acts chapter 10. And I'd like you to read with me today because I want to show you from the word of the Lord how the spirit of the Lord, as you encounter God the Holy Spirit, how he can begin to change and transform your life, how he can begin to impact your life. Uh, this is a sermon that you must hear. This is a message I believe that can really transform our lives. Um, we, we've been talking about, so we've ascertained that we, when we get saved, we, we have the indwelling or the infilling of the Holy Spirit, right? And then, we, then Jesus speaks about, he says, after the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you will receive power. And then in Acts chapter 2, we, we, we begin to read that how when they were in one accord, in one place, that the Spirit of the Lord came upon them and they began to speak in other tongues with cloven tongues of fire came and rested on them. So I want to speak today about understanding that there is another dimension besides the infilling of the Holy Spirit or the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. There's also the baptism of the Holy Spirit that every believer should desire. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit is an endowment of power. Amen. And I, and I can tell you as a believer, this is a very, very important desire. Je Jesus even said it, Paul spoke about it, and, and Paul even made a statement and he says, we should desire the greater gifts. Amen. And the gifts of the Spirit get stirred up at, at the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now in, in Acts chapter 10, we, we meet a man by the name of Cornelius. The Bible says he was a centurion. But I like in verses 2, it says he, he and his whole family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those that were in need and he prayed regularly. Now, so we see that this is a man of God that is totally dedicated to the Lord. He lives a life that where he's committed. The Bible says he's God-fearing. And then it says he was generous. He gave to the poor. And then he also prayed. Amen. Now these are ingredients for God to bless. And so in verse 3 it says, And one day at about 3 in the afternoon he had a vision. He distinctly saw the angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius. Look at this. The, the angel of the Lord called him by his name, Cornelius. And Cornelius stared at him in fear and he says, What is this law? And the angel answered and says, Your prayers and your gifts to the poor has come up as a memorial offering before God. Wow, what a blessing. The, the Bible says the testimony was, Your prayers and your gifts to the poor has come up as a memorial offering before the Lord. His prayers and his giving attracted the attention of God. Amen. I want you to know today, for, for all of you, there are many of you that I know personally, there are people that love God. You, you've devoted to prayer. You give of your time. You even give of your substance. You, you give to the poor. You give to the work of the Lord. Today, the Bible says, Cornelius' offering came up before God as a memorial. That means every time he gave, God remembered him. Every time God, he, he, he prayed, God knew him. It, this is 
a man that was known to God. And then the Bible says in verse 5, he says, Send some men, let them go to Joppa, and let them find Simon Peter, who is in the house of Simon the Tanner, and bring him to you. So he has this, this vision, but his vision is connected to somebody else. He's having this vision, and the, and the word of the Lord to him is, go and find Peter. And so he sends men to go and find Peter. Now the Bible says in verse 9, about noon the next day. I'm here to say to somebody today that God is connecting you. There's a divine connection that is taking place. God is orchestrating some divine encounter in your life. And he's preparing the person that is going to become the channel and the vessel that he is going to use to bless you. And so he, he, he said about noon the following day when they were on their journey and, and, and approaching the house where Peter was, Peter went up onto the roof. He was hungry. He was waiting for them to prepare a meal. And while he was preparing, waiting for them to prepare a meal, he went up to the rooftop of the house of Simon the Tanner. And the Bible says in verse 11, he saw heaven open. And something like a large sheet being let down to the, earth, uh, to the earth by its four corners. And it contained all kinds of four-footed animals as well as reptiles and birds. And then the voice of the Lord told him, get up, Peter, kill and eat. Surely, Lord, Peter replied. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. Now remember, he's having a vision. And in the vision, he sees a, a sheet of, of material coming down. And in it is containing all lot of four-footed beasts and reptiles and birds. And the, Bible, the word of God to him was, kill and eat. He said, I've never eaten anything impure or unclean. The voice spoke to him the second time and says, Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. And this happens three times. And immediately the sheet is taken back up to heaven. And whilst Peter was having this dream, the men that Cornelius sent was coming to his house. They were knocking at the door and they were inquiring, Is this the house where Simon Peter is? Staying. And the Bible says, and the word of the Lord comes back to Peter again in verse 19. And while Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Spirit told him, Hallelujah. The Spirit told him, Men are looking for you. Go, get up, go downstairs, and don't hesitate to go with them. And so Peter went with them. He went downstairs, he saw the men. And the men told him that they've come from Cornelius the centurion. And they told him who, who he was. And Peter agreed to go with these men. Now I want you to understand. The next day, the, the, Peter started out the journey with, the, with them back to, to, the, to Caesarea where Cornelius was expecting them. But I like what Cornelius did. He knew that Peter the apostle of God was coming to his house. He says, this is not just a private, private audience. Although I had a vision from the Lord, he invited all his relatives and all of his close friends. And he told them, all come, 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 come to my house, come wait over there. And they were waiting. 
And when Peter entered into the house, he found a large gathering. I want you to understand, this is a time and a season where you just do not want God to move just for yourself. You just do not want just a blessing just for yourself. I want to talk to somebody that has the spirit of Cornelius that is saying, God, if you're going to do it for me, you're going to do it for my family, you're going to do it for my loved ones, you're going to do it for my relatives, you are going to do it for my friends. And, and so he begins to gather. This is not a season for us to remain quiet. This is not a season for us to remain silent. He, he begins to get everybody into the house and, 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 and look at what happens. He immediately, when Peter enters, while talking to him, Peter went inside the house and he found a large gathering and he said, Peter said to them, you are well aware it is against the law for the Jew to associate with the Gentile. Man. Peter had a vision from the law, and yet he was not over his biases. He wasn't over himself as a Jew. But he says, but God had shown me that I should not call anyone impure or unclean. In the name of Jesus, may God deliver us from prejudices and biases. In the name of Jesus. And so when, when I was sent for, I came without raising any obligations. And then Cornelius went and he told, told him about the vision he had and how he encountered and how the word of the Lord says, I remembered your prayers and your gifts that you've given to the poor. And I sent for you. And Peter began, and this is what I like in verses 34. And Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts every nation and everyone that fears him and does what is right. I want you to know that our God is no respecter of persons. He doesn't know us as the world knows us. The world will define us by race. They will define us by color. They will define us by language. They will define us by culture. But the Lord has come to break down the middle wall of partition. And I declare today that everything that has divided us, everything that has kept us apart in the name of Jesus is broken. He says, I realize that God does not show favoritism. He accepts from every nation, one who fears him and does right. And then he begins to speak about the message of Jesus Christ. He talks of all that Jesus Christ did. And all how, how John preached the baptism by water. And how Jesus came forth by the Holy Ghost. And he went about healing and delivering people from evil spirits. This is the God. He was referring to them and he was witnessing to them. And he says, we witness everything that he did. And yet the Jews still hung him on the cross. He was not seen by, by, by all the people, but by witnesses. And he speaks about a whole lot of things about Jesus Christ. And, and he spoke about how the prophets came. But the Bible, and this is what I like today and. It says, but while Peter, verse 44, while Peter was still speaking these words, 
The Holy Spirit came on all that heard the message. This is my desire today by the power of God that all that are hearing my, my, the sound of, of the words that are coming out my mouth, may the Holy Spirit come and touch you in your home, in, 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 your, in your living room, wherever you are listening right now. May the Spirit of God begin to cause an awakening in your life. And the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord came upon all of them. And the, un, and the circumcised believers who came with Peter, that means they were witnesses that came with Peter. They said they were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even upon the Gentiles. And for they had heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to know that the gifts of the Spirit is not for a select few. It is for everyone that will believe. It is for everyone that will open themselves and say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come and touch my mind. Come and touch my mouth. Come and touch my life. Come and use me to be an instrument of God's power. The Bible says, and they began to speak in tongues, praising God. Hallelujah. I'm believing God that at this in this month of May when we celebrate the day of Pentecost that the that you will encounter the fire of God that you will encounter and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and I know that, that as the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you you'll begin to see the gifts of the Spirit released in your life Peter said surely no one can stand in the way of these being baptized. They had received the Holy Spirit. Just as we have received. So he ordered that they be baptized. In the name of Jesus Christ. And they asked Peter to stay with them. A few days. I want you to see this. You know we've had recipes. Over the years. And we said you have to be baptized. With water before you can receive the Holy Spirit. We're seeing here. These were people that had salvation, but they didn't have water baptism, but they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We, 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 we've seen examples when, when, the, when those that were baptized with the Holy Spirit spoke in tongues. There are other portions of scripture when, when those that were baptized, they moved in the gifts. There, are, there is even in, in Acts chapter 19, when, when, when Paul begins to come to the church of Ephesus, and he lays hands on them. When they received the, the, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, some spoke in tongues, some prophesied. I want you to understand there is no just one single way. But I can tell you when you receive the Holy Ghost and you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, there is power. I want you to migrate beyond the point of initial salvation. And beyond the point of this knowing that we've received the Holy Spirit in us and we are called sons of God. But we, we come to the place where we will move in the power and in the demonstration of the might and in the glory of God. Because Jesus said this, greater things than this shall you do in my name. After Jesus was endued with power, he went about preaching, teaching, and demonstrating the power of God. I want you to know today, this is my prayer, that we would get a church of Jesus Christ everywhere, irrespective of what your age is, irrespective of what your academic 
uh, uh, persuasions are or your academic achievements are, just irrespective of your status within community, I can say to you when the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, you will be endued with power at believing God that the power of God will come and rest upon your life. I, all I'm trusting God for is that somebody that will hear this message that there will be a shift in their heart. There will be a shift in their life. That they will come to the place where they say, God, there must be more. I just do not want to be a nominal, mediocre Christian anymore. But I want to be endued with power. I want to begin to experience the power and the anointing of God. I can tell you, believers, sons and daughters of God, there's so much more. There's so much more for the body of Christ. There's so much more for the kingdom of God. This is my desire today as I read this. I looked at, at the life of Cornelius, how it was, it, it was connected to the life of Peter. That yes, there was lessons for Peter to learn that, the, that God was not only there for the Jew, but he was also there for the Gentile. But I'm here to say to you, God was teaching Peter a lesson, but he was beginning to pour out a blessing upon Cornelius. I'm here to talk to all those that have just lived right and just did good things. And you think that your Christian faith is only about feeding people. It's only about doing good. It's not about that God did not come to make bad people good. He, he came to make those that are not saved, saved. He came to make those that do not know him to know him. This is the difference between Christianity. It's not about good and bad people. There are a lot of good people that are not going to heaven. They may be doing good things, but they're not going to heaven. But I want you to know, may you seal God's blessing over your life. May you seal your salvation that you may know him in the power of his resurrection. May you know him. This is my desire that I come to present him to you. And I come to present the gift of the Holy Spirit to you today. In the name of Jesus. If you would believe. You see Cornelius wasn't in a congregation of people when he received a vision from the Lord. When he had an encounter with God. I'm praying for all the Peters. Those that are the vessels that are carrying the word. All Peter did was he began to speak about Jesus Christ. And all that began to hear him speak about Jesus Christ, they received the Holy Spirit. They received a, a baptism of the Holy Spirit. They began to speak in tongues. You see, this is not about any gimmick. This is not about trying to teach somebody a tongue or trying to teach somebody or trying to create a particular atmosphere. All we need to do is preach the word. And as we begin to preach the word and, and when truth begins to be uh, 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 preached to the people, their lives will be changed in Jesus' name. Tonight, some of you may have been saved for a long time. Some of you may be saying, Pastor, I know what it was to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, but there's been years that the gift has been lying dormant in my life. I'm saying today, stir up the gift. Stir up the gift again. May God begin to use you. You see, this is not a time just for a theological understanding. This is not for an intellectual encounter with our God. 
But I want you to understand, may God encounter you wherever you are. But if you would just make yourself available. Young men, young women, you may have grown up in the church, but you, you may have not come to the place where you have really uh, encountered the Holy Spirit. Or you may have encountered it before, but you stifled it because you, it was not cool to be around your friends. But I'm here to say to you, it is only between you and God. I want you to become radical for your faith. This is a time for Christians to become radical about their faith. Radical about their walk with God. Radical about their God. The Bible says that those that love their God will do great and mighty exploits. I believe in God for such a great awakening. Such a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. I want you to know today the church of Jesus Christ is not on lockdown. The church of Jesus Christ is emerging glorious. The church of Jesus Christ is emerging stronger, stronger out of this. And so we, I want you to share this with somebody. I want, I want someone to get this word. I'm believing God for testimonies of lives that have been changed and transformed. Some of you are going to see visions. Some of you are going to dream dreams. Some of you are going to get prophetic impressions from God. I want you to write it down. I want you to pray about it. I want you to just believe God. I want you this time to just step out in faith because God is going to begin to speak to you in a mighty, mighty way. Would you pray with me tonight in the name of Jesus? Father, we love you. Father, we love you. We glorify and we lift up your name. You are truly a mighty and an awesome God. You are truly a great God, I pray today. May there be an outpouring of the gifts of the Spirit upon your people, O oh God. Some of them as they would pray. Some of them in the, in, in the times of devotion, in the times of prayer and intercession. Holy Spirit, just encounter them in the home. Relieve, release the gifts of the Spirit upon the lives of your people. Father, for those that, that, that desire the gift of speaking in tongues, oh God, Holy Spirit, just touch them, oh God, like you did in the upper room with cloven tongues of fire. Rest upon them in the name of Jesus. We believe in you for a great outpouring of the Spirit of God. Bless your people today. We release an anointing. We release the gifts of the Spirit. Holy Spirit just minister to every available person, son and daughter of yours. And like Peter said, Lord, you are not a respecter of persons. You love us equally. Bless them now. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. amen. Good night. God bless you.